Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island Season 8, Episode 57, a.k.a. Chris, The Reunion. So, mate, how have you been? <laughs> I've missed you, Mr. Horrocks. <laughs> uh, our daily, daily podcasts have just, you know, when we do it and you sort of like, oh, God, I can't wait for the end. I can't wait for the end. As much as I love talking to you, I love the big community we've got now. It's amazing with everyone and everyone's been, my, my, I was saying, You've got to do a podcast. Someone even put, I don't care if you just read the news out, make a podcast. We missed you. So it's been that nice, Dave. It's been nice to have a break. But then I think we recorded our VHS Strikes Back podcast the other day. We'd not talked for a day. So we're like, what's going on? We haven't fell out. It? It is <laughs> so no, I've not done a lot. I've done a few stuff around the house that I needed doing that. Samantha had been. And my me to do, Dave, quite rightly, I'll say, because you'll be listening to this, you know, I won't, you know, so I'll just leave it at that, shall I say, but there's a lot of stuff I had to do. (laughs) But what about yourself? Yeah, I I must admit, especially that first day, I was kind of feeling that mixture of relief, like nine o'clock comes, I don't have to watch Love Island, I can watch something I maybe want to watch. But then I'm like, gets to the morning i think it was that first morning uh you know where we'd record early hours and and it's like huh what do i do <laughs> i'm not <laughs> sure what to do with myself now so yeah no it's good to be back and and look we we can't sustain the whole daily thing um i mean two months was pushing it but uh it, it was good fun and you've got that mixture of feeling like you've been released from prison uh and wanting to get back in it's true that, you know, because I was like thinking the same, you know how early I get up for work. And I, I literally was like, well, I'm going to treat myself. It's 20 to 10. I'm going to sleep right now. And then Sam's <laughs> laughing going, oh, yeah, you've stayed awake, buddy, watching Love Island, making me having to watch it. But yeah, no, like laughing. And I was like, well, I'm going to treat myself to an extra 20 minutes sleep, Dave. So, yeah, I, I, I felt the same. I like walking the dog thinking, right, what are we going to talk about today? Me and Dylan thinking, we're talking about nothing because we've already done it, you know, so... Uh, it's been good, mate. It's been good. But then, lo and behold, we get the reunion. And I thought we weren't even going to cover it. I thought we're doing nothing. We're not going to do anything. And I've got quite a bit to say about it, Dave. <laughs> well, and I don't think anyone else is doing anything on it. But, uh, you know, quite often, Chris, like when you have uh, the ultimatum, they have a reunion episode, Bachelor. Quite often these things are, are quite explosive, aren't they? But uh, this was a bit of a damp squib for me. But uh, let's let's work off your list first. Well, what I would say, Dave, and it was something that me and my good wife were talking about, was they did one a couple of seasons ago, I think season four, where they went to a house, but it was at Christmas, you know, like a bit of a get-together. So you had that awkwardness mm-hmm. where couples had won it or been together split up in the meantime, and then they were sort of seeing each other for the first time or whatever. So it created a bit more of an authentic feel to it, even though it was produced and that, and you could tell it, there was that little bit of awkwardness about the groups. It was a bit towie-ish in the way it was filmed, obviously. But this is like two days after they've come out of the villa, and we'd seen stuff on TikTok where they were all together anyway. I even saw Luca going, oh, better watch out. But he was like 
following all the guys around. And then he saw Gemma, I better watch out because I'm controlling Gemma. <laughs> and I'm like, you dickhead. You know, but... It, just because you call it out doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it just it just seemed, it looked like all the contestants couldn't be asked to be there. And like, you know, when they did Dami in India, he just looked completely, he looked tired to be fair, Dami. He just looked not interested. Luca was the same. They just looked like it was like, why the fuck are we here? We've done it. And I don't know. It I just, was the same watching it. Well, yeah, I was the same. It was fucking <laughs> terrible. Like, it was really bad. I mean, they had that guy doing impressions. He was usually bang on. He used to do big, big Brother's Little Brother and all that. And he did a couple that were quite funny, but it just, it just felt really forced and just... And I'm not going to call Laura out. Well, I am going to call Laura out slightly, but not what I usually call her out for the presenting and stuff, because... She can only go off what the script is. But I feel like it was just one of the things. It's like, we don't need this reunion at all. Maybe do what they do on I'm a Celebrity, where you follow the winner, and then you might get a bit of a catch-up with them. Maybe that would be better if they followed Davide Nekinsu a week in the life of after Love Island. I'd be more invested in that than this, because this was just fucking rubbish. Mm. Yeah, it, it was utterly pointless, wasn't it? And the thing is, Chris, I mean, this was a, an exercise in self-flagellation. I, I just felt like I, I thought, well, I'd watch it. You know, I am a bit of a completionist, so watch the whole damn series. So I'm going to watch the reunion. But absolutely, fuck all on toast happened. And it had that kind of almost like Oscars feel where they were all just fucking wanking each other off over, you know, how funny and great the show was and all the problematic shit that was there is just brushed under the carpet. Like, and it was just, it was really annoying me. And it was like, they're all there as if they're these massive celebrities and fucking, honestly, Chris, I just watched it. I angry watched it. Yeah. And I'm with you because you've, you've touched on something. One of the things that did come up a few times was Laura saying that the guys were going to have deals you know, like, oh, you get a deal out of that and all this. So it's exactly what we say. Yeah. And and I will, I really want to talk about Laura and her, her approach of a questioning, which wasn't down to her, but with Luca and that. But you know what hit Dave? And it really, really hit me more than anything. This franchise, as much as I've loved it, and we've had a great series up to like, say, the last 10 days, it went off a little bit, but it was still enjoyable. Me and you, obviously, with everyone watching it, you're a bit fatigued and tired. You get the lovey-dovey stuff, which, to be fair, is what it's supposed to be about, Love Island. But we just want the drama and all this, <laughs> the, the messiness of it. That makes it watchable. This franchise, for me, is becoming more and more like The Bachelor and Bachelorette yeah. because it's so fucking incestuous. It's so fake, this whole thing together and you've got like they're doing the Ekinsu thing with Natalia and all that shit it was fucking rubbish but what really got my back up and what, why I wanted to podcast about this and I think you're the same was how the fuck can they justify that questions that Laura was throwing at Luca she went here's Luca here's a compilation of your great one-liners what a great contestant you were no he was a fucking little cock who deserved to be called out for the way he treated Gemma and went after other people and honestly it's fucking disgraceful the way they completely ignored that I'm not necessarily saying they're gonna throw him under the bus but what I got from it was like Laura like obviously Ian Sterling that he's not gonna say it's Laura's in that the hot seat they just did not tackle anything. They let him get away with it. They absolutely condone it. We saw it in the aftersun. I was fucking livid, Dave. It was absolutely disgraceful, and they should hold the fucking heads in shame. Yeah. To me, massively tone deaf. And and the thing is, 
maybe we're the ones out of sync. And that old mate mine used to say that only dead fish swim with the tide. You know, I, so I don't mind swimming against the tide on this one, to be honest. But I, I like you say, don't necessarily throw them under the bus. But there's got to be some fucking discussion, hasn't there, about some of those problematic things. For me, just ITV just seemed massively fucking tone deaf. And I, I started off watching that after Sun, but I just stopped in the end because it was just ridiculous. They were just like... It was like you were watching uh, Saturday night and, you know, old classic entertainment TV where everything's forced laughter. You know, someone makes yeah. a shit joke and it's, ha, 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 very good one. And, you know, that it felt like that as well. And, yeah, they, they're all just, I mean, it is so obvious. I mean, it, it has been obvious for a while, but even more so in this reunion that no one is in there for the reasons that, you know, are on the marketing material that they're trying to find love or whatever. They're all just trying to be famous for being fucking famous and will wring the neck out of this as much as they possibly can. You know, as many magazine deals, as many nightclub appearances to keep that fucking thing going. You know, I was on Love Island series eight. It's just like a bunch of dicks. Yeah, and, and you know what, Dave? I, I, the reality radar for one last time was beeping, Dave. <laughs> it was beeping. I've got a theory. So I've got a theory on this, and I, I don't think I'm that far off. I know, you know, you'd be like, oh, shut up, Chris. Here we go. But hear me out. So, you know, when I said, like, Luca and Gemma wouldn't say we're boyfriend and girlfriend, mm -hmm. I think, having watched the After Sun, that these two have been in cahoots before they were in the villa and the whole relationship is on this okay deal because they have 100% got an okay magazine deal, Dave, at the end of this. Because the way they wouldn't say about boyfriend and girlfriend, now they're out the fucking villa, we can't say. You can't say because you've signed an NDA with a magazine and that magazine is going to be okay and you are 100% going to come out and say, it's official, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And that's why I think Gemma's putting up his behaviour, Dave, because there's a fucking five or six figure deal off the back of this. I stake my fucking house on this. Well, Sam might not let me do that, Dave, but it looks <laughs> now more than ever. I think them two have been cahoots even before they're in the villa and I'm sticking to that one. I'm so convinced after watch after Sun. Mm. Whether it was before the villa or during the villa, there's something going on there. I think you're right in terms of the holding out for the OK Magazine deal. And I'll tell you what, Chris, talk about ITV being tone deaf. Did you see that picture Michael Owen put up of him and Gemma? Yeah. Yes. Just a picture of him and her. Right, we are in a fucking cost of living crisis. And before the end of the year, it's going to get even fucking worse. Inflation's out of control. People are literally, when the weather changes in the UK, people are going to have to make a choice between heating their homes or eating. It is a real fucking serious problem. And then you've got him there sitting outside with Gemma in front of his fucking mansion. I just think, you know, it's just flaunting it a little bit too much for me. There was no need have a picture with her down by the stables or whatever. We all know you're filthy fucking rich. We all know that Gemma's share of the 50K doesn't really make a fucking difference to her. But I, I just fucking hate that. Just the pretentiousness of it. I, I just, I mean, Mike Lowen's not my favourite. I thought he was a fantastic footballer for us. But, you know, just comes across like a bit of a tool at times. 
but that really got my back up, I have to say. And, and obviously you came and won the league at United, Dave, so that doesn't help, does it? But anyway, let's just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to well, throw no, that it, in there, but, it's, but it's, it's you're a right. Professional job that he did there, didn't he? He had no yeah. love for United at any time. No. <laughs> anyway, he's a dickhead, Dave. I agree with you. I don't like him at all. But but no, I I agree with that. I think I, I'm <laughs> the amount of complaints they had on Luca and stuff, Dave. He's he's flabbergasting that they just fobbed him off as this you know cheeky chappy thing. Yes, they have a duty of care for the guy. Yes, they. he needs to grow up. He needs help. Hopefully there's some proper self-reflection. I've seen stuff in the last couple of days, Dave, that I think we need to talk about that just points to the fact that he hasn't fucking learned. He's a bellend. And even Jack's, Dave, I'm questioning because I think the stuff we've seen the last few days is you haven't learned, lads, at all. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I'm just waiting for you know a statement from ITV. Oh, be kind. And it's this weird kind of double-edged sword. You you can't say that when you're just literally turning a blind eye to everything. Do they think we're fucking stupid and we don't know that it was clear that they had to have a word with Dami and Luca, who, you know, had been bullying Tasha consistently over, you know, a course of time. And then suddenly out of nowhere, they just go and apologize for it and, you know, curb that actual bullying. Is that, you know and not addressing that in any way publicly is that being kind i I just find it fucking stinks of hypocrisy but i think i know what you're referring to with the stuff that's come out in the last couple of days but but go ahead yeah so so look remy from manchester i'd said i know like some of my family know the guy you know through friends not great friends but they know of him and we took the piss out of his rapping. It's not good, right? That's fine. That's my opinion. It isn't good. People can say that about my singing, and plenty have said that, Dave, when I used to sing. So I've got no problem with that. You put yourself out there, like us on the podcast, people are going to say, I can hate these podcasts, the pair of idiots or whatever. That is fine. I have no issue with that. And that's why we read out the good and the bad reviews, because we're not for everyone. And his style is, and we were poking fun at him. But Remy's come out with a post, because Jackson Luca did a live chat to people and apparently Dave somebody from Stranger Things came on then they didn't even know who he was on the chat it's a pair of donuts one of the actual stars of the show but right. on the on the chat they were taking the piss out of Remy again and really digging him out and I'm thinking Jacks had done the whole thing the mental health thing everything I've got to go for me it's not right for Paige you know he's doing these fucking sombre pictures of him on his own and sending posts out I, I, I'm in such a better place he might have been still think that he was put in this position because of his own actions. And they basically said to him, you're either out or we're going to kick you out. You know what I mean? Like, so he's got a redemption arc, not learning Dave at all. So Remy, so fair enough. This is Remy's side of the story. And usually with any story, it's somewhere in the middle. So you'll have Remy's side, Jack's side, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. However, Remy has been consistent with what he said since he left the villa, Dave, about Jack's and the situation. So I'm going to read this out. Take away from it whatever you want, whether you agree or disagree with us. So he's put in response to somebody saying about someone had a fake Remy account on the live feed. So they thought it was him and it wasn't. He said, I never joined their live, so I didn't comment. Actually, a fake account called Remy did. Don't know why these guys have such a problem with me. Clearly got some serious issues they need to sort out. Everyone said I lied about the way I was treating that villa. But this here is an example of what was going on whilst I was in there. Don't know why they... 
they wasn't kicked out for their behaviour, to be honest. It's not banter. It's clear signs of bullying. I wish everyone could see all the crap I went through. There's 24 hours in a day and you only like about, see about three to five, 10 second clips of me out the whole day. So you could never tell what was really happening. Jack said bad things about my appearance and the way I speak while Luca was encouraging it. After about three strikes from Jacks, I told him I won't be speaking to him anymore in the villa. Later on, he tried to apologise to me, but like 10 minutes after, he started with the snide comments again. I've tried to avoid this guy multiple times, but he always ends up starting again. I don't know when it will stop. Worst person to represent mental health and ADHD campaigns. He's still out here mocking not just me, but other islanders too. You'd think with such a big platform, they would use it to promote peace, but they're using it to troll and they're loving the attention. Immature. These guys are not role models of good people. They have not once thought about my mental health. It wasn't too so strong-minded. I could have done something stupid to myself by now, but they don't care at all. I want justice. Now, Tasha has unfollowed Jax, and then she's actually liked this uh, comment by Remy as well, Dave. So obviously Tasha was the bear the brunt of a lot of it. You know, I know we called her out at times, but I just find it, I feel now, and I'm going to put my head on the chopping block with this, but I feel that Jax has absolutely copped out with the, the whole mental health ADHD thing because literally as soon as you mention that in any context, and I'm a mental health first aider, I've done all the courses, doesn't mean I get it right, I don't, I don't get it right all the time. But he's done something and said a dialogue regarding mental health and ADHD that is pretty much untouchable, Dave, because it's it's a it's um it's it's an illness, it's it's a condition that you cannot see. And it's something that if you doubt it, especially in this day and age, which you quite rightly we should, if you if you uh speak about it, be more open, then that's fantastic. So he's done something, in my opinion to just bat off all this behaviour because it's an easy cop-out, in my opinion, Dave. And having seen this behaviour, I honestly think that this has just been an absolute joke that we've, we've fed completely. Yeah, and and there's a whole bunch of things in there that I want to address. So I guess the first thing, when that first interview with Remy came out, I was a bit unsure because we hadn't seen that much of, like, Jack's in the villa at the time. And... Uh, I was saying, well, like you said, there's three sides to every story. And so just hearing the one, I just want to stay on the fence because, you know, you, you can't go jump into conclusions based on one side. But having seen more and more of Jax and Luca as well, throw him into this, you can just see it's bollocks. And you're right. You know what it made me think of, Chris? And I, I was scratching away at the, the back of my brain trying to think, what was the actual term and, and what I've got in my head is, you know, when you're a kid, like at school, like junior school or something, and then you'd have kids who are little snidey fuckers. And then they, they were like fucking kicking the balls or something. And then go like, den, den or base or something like that. You know, in other words, yeah. you're safe. You can't, you can't get them back. It just reminded me of that. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's my mental health, and you know I've got ADHD, so I'm going to be this fucking savior, uh, this spokesperson for ADHD. And we said at the time, none of those fucking toxic traits that he was displaying were ADHD related. And for me, it's just especially when you're out, what you're going to blame that on the editor as well? It's your own fucking feed. So you know, it's just you can see that the pair of them are a couple of dicks, you know, and I, I don't know what fucking Jax is going to do. I don't think he's, I think he was released by, um, was it Castleford? 
Yeah. So, you know, again, the pair of them are just going to fucking try and live up this TV personality career. And one of the things I saw, that I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw a bit where Luca was saying, oh, yeah, we carried the show, you know, but as soon as, as, soon as the bromance was over, you know, it's down to Ekin and Davide. And it's like, you what? <laughs> yeah. And it just came across like, you know, oh, right, it's a tactical thing. You know, you saw Cam and the, the other one uh, do that, you know, a few seasons ago. And so that was your tactic to build up a bromance. And you fucking think you carried the season. You got 10% of the vote, mate. Yeah. And you're a prick. <laughs> you know what, Dave? You <laughs> stole my thunder because I was going to say it was Kem and Chris Hughes. They had a show. Yeah, Chris. Kem, that's Kem, Kem and Chris were, were likable people. They weren't bad people. You know, like Chris got with Olivia. They had their own show. I used to watch that. Kem and Chris had their show, which was a bit, bit silly. They used to go around doing daft things and that, but they were just two likable people you know I, you know everyone has the faults but there wasn't a lot and I, i'm gonna get slated but right in fact i'm just gonna say from my opinion i thought they were nice guys i'm probably if i say they were great on that series someone's gonna throw me under the bus and go chris did you even watch that show yeah. but as far as i remember <laughs> they were both they were both sound guys and chris the, the best bit ever and i know you've never seen it dave but that fucking meme when chris Hughes goes do you want me to do a rap? When it oh, all kicked off in the villa. Oh, Dave, yeah. I, I absolutely, that's one thing I'd say just to watch that series for you is the context of it because you will love it. It's absolutely David Brent and he's been serious. <laughs> he's absolutely been serious because he used to rap to Storms. He came on that series and everything talking to him. So uh, honestly, fantastic. But I think you're right. I think they think they're going to get an ITV fucking deal of like, you know, Jackson Luca, you know, go around Britain. No, Jackson Luca are a pair of fucking cocks who will not be going around Britain for ITV. That would be an absolute travesty if them two had a platform. It really, really would. It's just nonsense. So, yeah, I mean, Dave, I didn't think we were going to, you know, when I, when I watched the union, I was like, mm, yeah, whatever. But then as it came on, I was getting more and more annoyed. I was like, we've got to record. And then you messaged me going, after you watched it going, we're recording out with the reunion. I went, you're damn right we are. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I just think it's poor taste. And, and it, for me, it's left a bit of a bitter pill at the end of this series to swallow. I think it's just not put the full stop on it, I expected. I'm just so gutted. They didn't... They didn't have to go after Luca horrendously, but they should have held him to task for some of his behaviour, Dave, and they just didn't. Yeah. I mean, look at the, the fucking movie night, you know, when he was blatantly fucking gaslighting Gemma. And I'm not saying they should. It's entertainment, isn't it? So they they should, I guess, you know, make it entertaining. So don't fucking stick him in front of Judge Judy and, and tear him a new arsehole kind of thing. But address it in some fucking way. I was saying that, you know, they, you could really hold this up as an example and, and educate people how to fucking behave. But no, they're just celebrating bad behavior again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's just ridiculous. And, and you know, we always give The Bachelor an absolute roasting, don't we, for how fake, how it is. And we called out Chris Harrison, didn't we, Dave, for his fucking tone-deaf interview he did and everything. Mm -hmm. And he got booted off the show quite rightly. Because he was, was disgusting that. But he's like, that franchise has problems, but in some, maybe sometimes what they, they, they address them, they just never address Luca and just kept it on. And his youth only gets, his youth and 
uh, immaturity. There's only so many times you can get away with acting like a complete fucking bell end, Dave. And it was too many times. It was literally every episode. There was an incident where he threw his toys out. I mean, look at the voting thing, Dave. Like, there was all the memes last week. It was brilliant. Like, they only got 14% of the votes or whatever, or 10% of the votes. He's like, Luca now trying to find out who voted against him in oh, the country. Yeah. He's, gonna, <laughs> he's coming around knocking on your front door because he's been, you know, he's fuming. He's very childish. I think he's a spoiled little brat who's got his own way all his life and he's never been told no. And he thinks that his behaviour is acceptable and it's not. And I really hope his mum, who said she was going to have a go at him, I really hope she's got hold of him now after because she's probably not seen his mum and dad at this point when we watched the reunion and they've laid into him a bit and said look mate you cannot treat people like that forget you're on telly I just don't think they are Dave even though she said they are I just don't I think he, he's the type where if they did tackle him head on he'd fucking start having a go and they just back down and go alright son just leave it just yeah. leave it that's what I think I, he's I like I think so I, I yeah. think you know again that fucking Jackson Luca thing it just comes across incredibly entitled I just find the pair of them just really distasteful. And like yeah. I say, fucking, if there is a show, I know I won't be watching it. <laughs> we might be podcasting about it. No, no, we won't. No, we won't. No, no. For that, no, no, I'm with you. So, Dave, we've had our final email of the series, and it's sort of along the lines of what we've just been talking about. And this was before the reunion. So, this is from our friend Claire, and she said, Bravo. Thank you for calling out the misogyny and bullying in season eight of Love Island. Obviously, there was bad behaviour at Castle and beyond by uh, Dammy Jackson and Andrew. However, as a mother and... No, it wasn't Jack. Oh, yeah, Dammy Jackson and Andrew. It wasn't uh, Castle It was Luca, wasn't it, at Castle Moor? I think Jax had gone by then, hadn't he? Uh, Dammy... No. Was Jax... Oh, he, no, he was. He only been oh, five minutes out of the fucking show. You forgot. Yeah, yeah. Jax oh, I've lost it. Like a massive he lost fucking bell end. Sorry, Claire. And then yes. he comes, comes back, and then Adam walks in. He's like, oh, no, I've got to yes. go for my mental health. Yeah, sorry. He, yeah. He, he, yeah, three girls when he was in there. I apologise yeah, for that. Yeah. It's been that long, Dave. It's just been such a long... Slam it's jam. so fucking disposable, is it? Yeah, it is. Great. It's fucking stupid, so I apologise. However, as a mother and grandmother, I felt sick and worried when I saw how Luca behaved towards Tasha and Gemma. I don't like labelling any young person as pe as people can educate themselves and change over time. However, Luca's behaviour was textbook narcissistic with red flags fluttering all around. Maybe that is indeed because of a personality disorder like narcissism or a complete lack of self-esteem or something in his own background or just the sheer strain of being trapped in a crazy villa day upon day. I guess they are all in a lineal space on every reality show and may well behave in ways they wouldn't in the outside world. It was the sheer hate in Luca's face when he was beating down on Tasha that I found most disturbing. What was that all about anyway? Is it that she said she didn't want to swap to being his partner right at the beginning or because she has a special power and difference disturbs him? I could go on about all the controversies and personalities this season. It was fascinating. You called, you two called it outright with no spin. I found your podcast by accident, thank goodness, as I did as I was just about going crazy that none of this bad behaviour has been talked about in the morning after or the truly dreadful after sun. You said professional psychologists should be analysing the show as you are just two ordinary men. The point is that the whole world desperately needs ordinary men and women to be the ones that stand tall and call out these behaviours whenever and wherever they find them. You were insightful and fully uh, funny. Well done. Bravo, Claire. So that's a nice email, Dave. It is, and, and we're going to call it out whenever we see it. 
and when if we get it wrong, uh, you know, we'll correct ourselves later. But we we just call it how we see it. I still think that you know someone who's got some psychological background or something like that should you know be uh, be tackling this. And and like I say, it could be it could be a force for good, Chris. It could educate people. Um, instead of this nonsense crap that we saw in the reunion. <laughs> That's very true, Dave, very true. <laughs> Today we've had a few reviews as well, haven't we, since we've uh, finished our last episode? We did. We had a little spate uh, just as we were finishing off there. and this. So we've got three, and this first one is from Australia. It says, best Love Island podcast. Way better than the official podcast. These guys get... Bleh. These guys give great reviews and they're always open to discuss different points of view and they're hilarious. And that's from Amber of Oz. And this next one says, Hot Pod Dads. What a show. Chris and Dave offer a healthy amount of perspective on the often polarizing and problematic real world issues that arise from reality TV. And they deliver their opinions in a way that is both respectful, albeit cheeky, refreshing and always entertaining. The sheer amount of content these two produce is insane. I'm with you there. Uh, It consistently seems to fill my somewhat insatiable podcast appetite. Others have said said it, so I'll reiterate the point that this is consistently the best Love Island podcast for those who don't want to go down the sycophantic rundown that is the morning after shoved down our throats. Also, the fan base here, wow. If you haven't listened to the user-submitted parody songs and now Dave's rap... (laughs) <laughs> you are in for a real treat. Chris and Dave, thanks for being hot pod dads. This American listener never knew she needed. All my love, keep up the good work. Hot and that's flow- pod dads. Hot pod dads. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from the US. What is that? Fluoroid Lins, I think. And then the last one is hilarious and honest. If you're offended by profanity and hate laughing, this isn't the podcast for you. This is my favorite Love Island podcast by far. Listening to it feels like chatting about the show with friends over a pint. Chris and Dave call it how they see it and welcome listeners to share their thoughts. I especially appreciate that they're not afraid to admit when they're wrong. It actually seems like they're almost amused by listener emails that call them out. (laughs) True. Great podcast, lots of fun to listen to. I can't wait to hear what the reality radar detects soon. And that is from Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, that is going to haunt me forever, the radar. Yeah. <laughs> it's our tagline, isn't it? Now, that's it. Like the reality radar goes everywhere, you know. But yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant email. Thank you for that, Lisa. So good. And all the reviews have been great. You know, a couple of people have called us out. That's fine. It's just been such good fun, guys. Honestly, it really has. And I've loved every single minute of this, whatever we say. And also, we did get it wrong, by the way. We read a schedule regarding Married at First Sight UK. And it hasn't actually started this week. It should have started on Monday from the original schedule, but it's been pushed back. We're hoping it's to start September, but we'll get back to you. So please, you know, accept our apologies. Because I went yesterday thinking, I've not seen any adverts for maths. Mm. And then all of a sudden I read it and I was like, oh, no, it's not even on. So we'll keep you posted on that one, guys. Yeah, it's weird that there's no date, isn't there? Usually they've got a good idea. And I thought they'd have timed that precisely to finish with love island but mm. the fact that it's dragging on we'll have to figure out chris how we we plug that gap 
We are, my friend. We are. I've sent you some suggestions. I think we need to get something <laughs> in the bag for everyone because we're getting absolutely badgered to be back on air, Dave. You know, even reading the news, as I said earlier, you know. So let's see. Let's see. We'll work some off offline, won't we? So. Yeah, so I mean, the, the uh, Chris and dying to see that divorce one. <laughs> to be I know, honest. <laughs> but there's there's F Boy Island, isn't there? Which um, is ten episodes. So we'll we'll pick one of those and we'll we'll go through and hopefully have some kind of idea. Because usually what we do is we'll we'll start a series and then fucking the next series will <laughs> start oh, right God. after, end up do, running two concurrently. But um, hopefully we can avoid that. If we can, but if you if you're stuck in the meantime, we do have the VHS Strikes Back podcast. So Chris and I will review and usually tear into a lot of the time as well some of the older um, videos, some of the older movies from like the kind of eighties and nineties, and that's a lot of fun as well. So that that might keep us ticking over. It will. And just as a starting point, you know what episode I'm going to throw everybody towards <laughs> on the VHS Strikes Back is the American Pie episode. That's all I'm going to say. Tune into that one and you know what we're both like, like the way we talk and everything. That is the ultimate VHS episode by a mile, Dave. <laughs> I think there's a few. Um, I, I did quite enjoy the battle. What was it? Battle Beyond the Stars we did yes. a, few, a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So massive thank you to everyone and everyone on Facebook, Chris and Dave's reality TV cast. There's been loads of fantastic posts on there. It's just, it is just so many. To, we can't read out, Dave. It's been amazing. So big thank you to everyone. Charlene, as always, we both can't thank you enough for all you do on Facebook, moderating and helping us posting all the episodes and that. It's really, really nice here. Um, Joe Russell sending in the the songs, the poems, the apologies, Dave, as well. The reality radar apologies. I will not forget them. Um, you know, you even apologized as well, Dave, for doubting the uh radarians, as I say. The cat Joe, the cat Joe's was more expert though. So yeah, it was, bowing yeah. down to the one percent accurate radar. <laughs> <laughs> a brilliant there. backhanded <laughs> yeah. compliment. <laughs> yeah, you got this one right, Chris. And obviously, you know, big thanks to the Casa Moron, I mean Morians that have uh, joined Dave's <laughs> cult as well. It's been really good playing them one off against each other. So if you have got any emails, guys, cdrealitycast.gmail.com. Get over to Facebook, Chris and Reality TV Cast, as I said, uh, at cdrealitycast on social media. And if you do want to support us a little bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. A massive thanks to everyone who supported us this series. We've had more patrons than what, what we can do with. And everyone over on Discord, it's been so, so much fun. It's been absolutely amazing. So, Dave, the final roll call of honour for this series. Big thank you to... Gavin, Megan, Kate, Annabeth, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Tom, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Tracy, Lauren, Lucky Lily Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. It's so, so good. Uh, and that's an ever-growing list. It's so, so humbling. So thank you again. And we will be back very, very soon. Awesome. So I just want to echo that. Thanks very much to you, sir, for this whole season and everyone out there for supporting us in whichever way and listening and we'll speak to you with the next series which we'll announce on social media soon exactly goodbye bye now <laughs>